What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. And now, Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. We got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. This has been Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. Stu does America. Collect and acquire all of Kamala Harris's brilliance at veepthoughts.com. You can see all of her Veep Thoughts there. Go to blazetv.com slash stu to subscribe to Blaze. TV. And remember, tomorrow is Power Hour Day. Yes, it's a big, big day after this normal show. On YouTube, you will be able to check out the 500th anniversary episode, Power Hour. Sarah Gonzalez is going to be here in a little bit to help preview and go over some of the news of the day. We've got a brand new edition uh, of our most popular segment. I think it's called Biden's Newest Low. And you might not be able to tell if it's just another time I'm telling you about the lowest poll uh, results in his history or if it's just a replay of the last segment I did. But I'm never going to tell you that, so don't don't try to figure it out. We start by doing the rise of the red state. Mm -hmm. Yes, the rise of the red state. You know, as we went into the pandemic, there's a lot of things that people who are on the conservative side of things started to say, which was, you know, uh, there might be risks here. There may be some concerns you might have, but fundamentally, people need to be able to make up their own decisions. Fundamentally, people need to be able to assess their own risk and live their lives as they choose. That's part of the way of life that I thought we all agreed on until just a couple of years ago. And then the pandemic came and we saw something we've talked about ad nauseum here on the program this two-tiered society that we created, this idea that half the country was living in a totally different world. And at times, I honestly felt a little guilty about it because I would be sitting here talking to you about all these terrible restrictions. Look at this. This guy's trying to open his gym and they're beating the hell out of him with batons in front of his business. This guy just, he wants to cut somebody's hair and he's been executed on the streets for it. I don't know if that was the exact story, but it was stuff like that over and over and over again. We'd be covering and then I'd leave here and I just go to do some indoor dining down the street. And after a while, I just started telling you about it. You know, I just I feel like being honest is the best thing. I don't really understand your plight. I live in Texas. I don't really get what you're going through right now. That sucks for you. I'll still keep talking about it. I'll do what I can to help you out. Maybe, number one, I will invite you to come here. We would love to have you in Texas. I'm sure the people of Florida would love to have you. A lot of people went to places like Tennessee and Arizona, all over the place in red states because they wanted to chase that freedom. And as we went through that process, you know, there's, of course, it's a totally new thing. We hadn't dealt with anything like the last couple of years. And so we all kind of sat back and said, I wonder what's going to happen here. Well, we have some answers and we have some some reasons to believe that everybody knows what the answers are. Let me give you one reason to believe that everybody knows what the answers are. Here's, uh, I was going to say Patrick Bateman. Here is Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. It's Independence Day. Let's talk about what's going on in America. 
freedom, it's under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022. You might be asking yourself, when did the guy from American Psycho become governor of California? And it's true. If you look closely, you see first he was executing people while listening to Huey Lewis in the news. And then uh, here he is on a uh, nice uh, with the axe and then he's on the couch. And uh, then he became governor. Well, in between the executing people while listening to Huey Lewis in the news and becoming governor of California. He also slept with his best friend's wife. But other than that, there's been a relatively uh, calm existence for Gavin Newsom. The pitch here uh, for Gavin Newsom is not really to get people to move from Florida to California. What insane person would do such a thing? Nobody. But what he is trying to do is raise his own profile, and he realizes he's going to raise some money by trying to get in the face of Ron DeSantis. He's seeing what you might be seeing right now, a very potential matchup of Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom for the presidency in 2024. Now, you might say there's some other big players there kind of in the way of that happening, and that is very true. Donald Trump may very well uh, run, and if he does, he's going to be the overwhelming favorite for the Republican nomination. And on the other side, I, I don't know if you know this, but Joe Biden's still the president. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like anyone is president right now, but he actually is the president. And despite the fact that he's absolutely terrible at this job, he loves having this power and he's not going to give up that throne easily. Of course, also Kamala Harris is there. You heard her incredible intellect as we started the program today. She is not going uh, to be easily passed over for that role either. And you might say, well, but she's terrible. You go to veepthoughts.com. How could you possibly put her on the ticket? Very true. But tell me exactly how it's going to go down when the Democrats decide they're going to pass over the sitting vice president, a black woman for another white guy. Tell me how that goes down. I can't wait to see. I, I will be here with the popcorn watching that one happen. And it might happen. But Newsom's trying to raise his profile for either uh, a, a run at the presidency or perhaps maybe even the VP of some other candidate. Uh, Newsom is very, very ambitious um, and also sleeps with the wives of his best friends. That's another thing he does. Uh, so we have him here. Uh, now, of course, Ron DeSantis, as he tends to do, responded to this. Uh, uh, Pass the popcorn was actually the headline at the Daily Wire, and it makes a lot of sense. Gavin Newsom might as well light a pile of cash on fire, Dave Abrams, a spokesperson for DeSantis' re-election campaign, told the Daily Wire. Pass the popcorn for his desperate attempt to win back the California refugees who fled the hellhole he created in his state to come to Florida. The people of Florida pay no mind to the pathetic smear campaigns from the Democrats and their allies in the corporate media, Abrams added. We're too busy enjoying the freedom Governor Ron DeSantis has created in the Sunshine State. And this is the sort of thing that indicates that even the left knows there's trouble here. They realize what is going on right now. I mean, they're begging their own citizens to come back to their states now. That's where we are. And all of this buildup of, I don't know, I mean, Do people want freedom? The media 
keeps telling us that they don't. They want to wear masks. They want to be forced to take treatments. They want to be they want their friends thrown out of work if they don't agree with every single aspect of this. If they want to do anything differently, they want those lives destroyed. That's what the media keeps telling us. They don't want their kids going back to school. They're terrified of their children being at school with this awful virus. All of this went on, and while I was pretty confident that wasn't reality, it's certainly what the media has told us. And now we're starting to understand what the truth is, not just in opinion, but also in hard numbers. And of course, as you know, on this program, we're conservative nerds here, uh, conservative nerds unite. It's Chartapalooza. We've got some charts for you today, but we like to look at hard data. We like to actually know by some real measurement if these uh, these things are backed up because we can all sit here and have opinions on stuff. But to look at this data afterward to understand how this all turned out is really important, not just to have a story, blab about it and then leave it behind, but to revisit these things and say, hey, how did that all work out? Let's look. Wall Street Journal has a story today. Red states are winning the post-pandemic economy. Oh, yeah, that was a spoiler alert. I apologize. I just told you he can see dead people. But that's kind of where we're going here. The red states have won this and have won it in a very big way. Let me walk you through some of this from the Wall Street Journal. Since February 2020, the month before the pandemic began, the share of all U.S. jobs located in red states has grown by more than half a percentage point, according to analysis by the Labor Department data at the Brookings Institution think tank. Red states, and that might say oh, half a point, what's the big deal? Well, here's the, here's the big deal. Red states have added 341,000 jobs over that time, while blue states were still short 1.3 million jobs. It's a big country, so percentage-wise, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot of lives being changed over a relatively short period of time. To track each state's progress towards normal since the pandemic began, Moody's Analytics developed an index of 13 metrics, including the value of goods and services produced, employment, retail sales, and new home listings. 11 of the 15 states with the highest readings, most toward normal, in mid-June were red. Eight of the bottom 10 were blue. So 11 of 15 on the good side were red. Eight of 10 on the bad side, blue. Here's a look at some of the key states uh, that the Wall Street Journal highlights. And you see, we've got charts for you. Lots of charts for you. Look at all those charts. You realize that at 100 is sort of the normal reading. You see the massive drop-offs uh, in every single state across the board. Red and blue. And we've talked about this phenomenon many, many times where Really, while the government put in a bunch of restrictions early on, it was really the people who said, this is freaking us out a little bit too much. We're going to stay home for a couple of weeks. We're going to see how this plays out. Let's see if everyone starts dropping dead and exploding in the streets. And when that didn't happen, people started coming back to work before these restrictions were even lifted. They started living their lives again. And you notice that happening faster in the red states in the top column. Florida is now back to 100%, basically normal. South Carolina, basically normal. North Carolina, a little bit below, but basically normal. Arizona, basically normal. Texas, basically normal from pre-pandemic levels. However, you can't say that about New Jersey, which is maybe, what, 90%? Uh, of normal. Massachusetts, maybe 90 percent. California, 90 percent. Illinois, maybe 80 percent. New York, uh, maybe 78 percent of normal. This is a big difference. Really, the, the pandemic, and there's new numbers out today showing that we have now been at several months in a row of normal overall death level. 
right? Um, we do still see some deaths from uh, pandemic-related causes, but the pandemic is, by all intents and purposes, over right now. Will monkeypox start killing us all tomorrow? I don't know. But as we know right now, we don't even have elevated death levels anymore, and we haven't for months and months. That's a big deal. But you see that the blue states decided to stay in lockdown, were forced into lockdown over and over and over again through this period where red states basically said, you make your choice. You live your life. You take the risks that you are comfortable with. That's how America's supposed to be. And that's how it was in many, many red states. Not the case in blue states. Analysts who have studied the migration attributed much of it to the pandemic's severing of the link between geography and the workplace. Now, there's some truth to this. Remote work allowed many workers to move to red states, not just because of political preferences, but for financial and lifestyle reasons. Cheaper housing, better weather, less traffic, lower taxes, the analyst said. Florida is on track to register a record budget surplus for this fiscal year. Not bad for Ron DeSantis running for re-election. And that ended on June 30th, which it attributes in part to new residents. The state is putting most of the extra money into a reserve fund to protect state agencies and residents during the next downturn, while investing in school construction and raising teacher pay, said the DeSantis administration. One big reason so many people moved during the pandemic has been a desire for less expensive housing, according to an April report from the Economic Innovation Group, a think tank. By analyzing county-level census data, it found that large urban areas with high shares of commuters lost residents in the 12 months uh, through July 2021. Among that group, large urban counties with the highest medium home values experienced the biggest decline. So you kind of get the sense here of what we're talking about. People were tied to their job. They had to commute into work every day. They couldn't move wherever they wanted. They didn't like the super high cost of living. They didn't like the super high housing costs. They didn't like the super high taxes. They didn't like any of that stuff, but they were held prisoner. These people living in the Northeast, living in California, were being held prisoner by their jobs. They had to be there. They had no choice or they would lose their gig and they didn't want to lose their gig. But when the pandemic hit, they were asked, to stay home. And when they were asked to stay home, they all asked themselves, what the hell am I doing here? If I don't have to be in that office, why don't I go someplace I actually like? Why don't I go someplace that I can actually afford? Why don't I go someplace where I don't have to pay these ridiculous taxes? And this is really, really, really obvious when you look at the net migration data and where it went. Here it is, this chart is absolutely unbelievable. When you look at net migration, if it's uh, orange, you see uh, a, a, a bunch of people leaving those states. And if it's green, you see a bunch of people going to those states. And the brighter the color, the bigger the difference. The two big states where people were leaving, California and New York. No wonder Gavin Newsom is running ads to try to drag people back to his state. Give me, the, give me that one more time if you don't mind. Because look at the red states. The two that you see... Super bright, super highlighted, Texas and Florida. And right behind that, Arizona and the Carolinas. People were flooding into red states in this period, and they were going away from blue states. How many times have we talked about this phenomenon in theory and anecdotally, and now we see it in hard numbers? This was a real thing. All those things you argued for with your liberal friends during the, pan during the pandemic, those are real things, and they actually proved out. And you know what? 
wasn't all conservatives making those moves. A lot of people on the left said, you know, I might be a liberal, but this lifestyle is trash. I need to get the hell out of here. And they did in large, large numbers. For years, a real estate boom in coastal cities made many families wealthy. And because their homes, of course, appreciated. Now that is happening in red states. Florida led all states with a 31% jump in the medium home price, median home price in the 12 months through January, with prices soaring in the panhandle. The states that gained the most migrants, this is amazing, levied an average maximum income tax rate of 3.8% on individuals. For Florida, Texas, Tennessee, and Nevada charge no income tax at all. The 10 states that lost the most residents to moves have an average tax rate of 8%. I feel like this story was just designed for us. And it's fascinating because we've said this over and over again. When you tax something, you get less of it, right? We know that. We know that's true. That's an, that's an economic hard rule. And here it's shown to be true. A lot of times, People are forced to stay in a place because of their job, because of so many different reasons. So they don't move. They don't chase the lower tax rates. They don't always do that. They don't chase the better lifestyle, the warmer weather, the lower housing costs, all the things that are available in so many red states. They don't necessarily open their horizons to those things because this is where they grew up. This is where their job is. This is where their family is, whatever the reason. But the pandemic opened up a different opportunity. It it opened up the mind of people to say, wait a minute, why do I put myself in this situation all the time? Why do I deal with this? Why don't I move someplace where I can enjoy life more, where I can get more out of life, where I can get more for my money, where I can get more freedom, where I can avoid all the craziness that I've been seeing over the past couple of years. And those numbers really played out. People who moved during the pandemic tended to go to areas with fewer pandemic related restrictions, such as school and office closures and event cancellations. In general, red states were less likely than blue ones to impose mask or vaccine mandates, social distancing restrictions, or remote schooling. This is every single thing we talked about, all proven out in the data over and over and over again. People deserve the right to make their own decisions, to assess their own risk, to live their own lives, to spend their own money as they see fit. And often life and the consequence or the the circumstances around your job and your hometown and all of this gets in the way of people making a decision based on all of this stuff. You kind of make this decision on it. Well, I'm used to it here or I grew up here or my job is located here. I have no choice. When you take some of that stuff away and people step back, they choose with their feet, they choose with their wallet, and over and over and over again, they choose the red state. If you happen to be one of those people who's leaving a blue state and coming to a red state, well, we welcome you. We would love to have you in our red state, but you're going to have to do something before you leave. You're going to have to sell your home and you might not have a great real estate agent in your blue state home. So you better go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Now, when you go there, you'll find a great agent in your area to help you sell your phone. These are the, or the, your home, the most qualified people, the people who have the best results in your area. Likely, 
There might be one or two around you that actually agree with you on stuff. Maybe they support your values. You don't have to be some conservative to be on realestateagentsitrust.com as an agent, but many people are. They hear about it through the Glenn Beck program or this program, and they wind up joining up. They, a lot of them share your values, and that might just be a great way to connect. On the other side, when you come to the red state, you need to get a real estate agent there as well. You might be moving to this new area. You don't necessarily know anybody. You don't have any contacts. Well, realestateagentsitrust.com can give you your first one. Get the best agent in your area, whether you're buying or selling a home, red state or blue state. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm joined once again by Sarah Gonzalez, host of the news and why it matters right here on Blaze TV. And also you have a brand new YouTube channel. I do. I do. The last one. So if everyone, uh, if you are currently subscribed to the old Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered, you will notice uh, I was very, very kind and decided to change it to the news and why it matters mm. for uh, Blaze TV. So that is not Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered anymore. So they got to go and resubscribe. It is uh, Sarah Gonzalez TX Ooh. is my YouTube URL. All so right. that is the new Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. So even if you've subscribed, you got to go resubscribe to the new one. Yeah, check it out for yeah. sure. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so uh, welcome back. You were off for a few days I was. this week. Yeah. Um, and not long enough. <laughs> it never is, is <laughs> no. it? Uh, what, I, what I realized, I was talking to the producers before, and I was like, well, when's the last time we had Sarah on? And I realized you've not been on the show since the whole Roe versus Wade thing happened. Really? Yeah, which is weird. Wow. I guess maybe the, the leak had happened, but not the actual decision. Wow, yeah, you're right. So let me ask you about this, okay. because you are someone who's been really active in the pro-life community yeah. for as long as I've known you, uh, on both sides of it, uh, you know, the birth and the death side, right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. you know, you've been really active on that. So tell me about, like, when you heard about it and how it felt and and. Did you believe it was ever going to happen? I didn't believe it was ever going to happen. I shared your uh, skepticism, yeah. I would say cynicism. Pessimism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfettered pessimism. pessimism. Yeah, I would say of just like, I just can't believe that this is going to happen in my lifetime. Um, but it did. And I genuinely, um, actually, I was listening to you and Glenn as oh, we found out. Yeah. And heard the whole interview that was really weird. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, but, um, but then I, I sat there and I just, I honestly cried um, mm. because I was just like, the ramifications of this was just like, holy crap, I just never thought that this would happen. We've worked so hard in the pro-life community to save babies, and I never thought I would see the day where, you know, the Supreme Court vindicated us for that, and we saw it. Now, you know, will California and New York still obviously allow people to murder their babies up until the very point of birth? Sure, but I, it was still a big win, and especially culturally, I think that the the tides are turning. Um, there is a shift in the uh, the perspective uh, of the average American, and I, I'm hoping that this is the start of just a, a new cultural perspective on this. Yeah, I think you hit it right when you said the start of it. Because right. in some ways, I feel like this, for so many years for the pro-life movement, felt like the end of the road. Mm -hmm. And now that it's happened, you know, I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that this is not the end of the road. I mean, right. this is still going to happen. I mean, I was thinking about this. We, did, we went through the, um, the, the laws in Europe 
uh, the other day on the radio uh, and how they're, you know, considerably more conservative yeah. than what we have here. And we were summarizing all of them like, you know, this is the law in France. This is the law in Spain. And if there were different laws in different regions of those countries, we didn't cover them. We just said this is the blanket law for those countries. What if you were doing that to the United States, what you would say is in the United States, uh, abortion is available at any moment during the pregnancy. That's mm-hmm. how you'd summarize the United States. Right. There's still a ton of work to do. And I think the only way you do it is by persuading people to see this as the horror show that it is. And, but I think that the left does a good job of that just in and of themselves with how radical they've become. Mm. I mean, they are advocating. You ask them, you, you have a, a conversation with them and you say, well, okay, let's agree to the, to the rape and incest uh, clause mm-hmm. exception, right? Mm-hmm. Let's agree to the life of the mother. Okay, can we agree on that? And then all other abortions can be illegal and they won't agree to it. No, of course not. Right? It's not it's disingenuous. Well, it's right. not a real point. Exactly. And then you say, "Okay, well, you can have all the abortions you want, but maybe the late-term ones, the partial birth ones, we don't do cuz it's grotesque and inhumane." They won't agree to it, right? So they keep showing their hand. They keep proving to the American population that they are so incredibly radical. They literally are advocating for killing fully formed babies. Mm. It becomes harder for them to defend. And I think the average American is looking at that and seeing that and going, you know what? I don't want to associate with that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I never thought this was going to happen, as I kind of mentioned. I just 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 from a basic pessimism standpoint. Even after the leak, right? Even after the leak, I was like, somehow this is going to get screwed up. Yes. Roberts is going to get in there. This is something's going to happen. He's going to broker a deal. We were right on Roberts, by the way. He didn't come all the way for this. Um, But. Do you think this could have happened back in the day when the left's argument was safe, legal and rare? And, you know, when Joe Biden was in front of the country saying every abortion is a tragedy and it's not a right. It's just a, essentially a necessary evil. They've gone from that to shout your abortion, uh, be proud of it. It's a great thing. And I do think that may have made the difference culturally for us to be ready for this. I 110 percent agree. And I would use, honestly, myself as an anecdote of that, because Hmm. honestly, when I was in college, that was kind of my viewpoint. I was like, look, it's not it's not good. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to brag about it. This is obviously not something to be proud of. But sometimes things happen. And right. You don't plan for it. You don't expect it. You could be on birth control. You could be taking all necessary precautions. And what if something happens? It is rare, right? In Mm -hmm. the safe, legal and rare, there is rare. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, probably the government should not have a say in what happens. Um, And then the further and further left they got and the longer I heard this argument and they were not willing to relinquish, even when we were talking about a viable human being, um, you know, you stop and go, Hold on a second. This is this is a completely disingenuous argument. Now yeah. you're literally arguing for infanticide, and that's disgusting. And I want no part of it. I, I truly think that it was them themselves who blew the entire argument. If they had stuck to safe, legal, and rare, we would not be where we are at today. God, it's really we fascinating. Really it's an amazing lesson, too. Yeah. It's probably a good lesson for us to learn, too. Yes. Because you, even when you're right, even if we have the right point, if we express it in a way that turns people off. Yep. We have to realize that not everybody's thinking about it as a typical Blaze viewer, right? right? Like a lot of people just feel these things. Yeah. And if you don't hit them on that side as well, uh, you could lose these arguments. You can lose major cultural battles. Mm-hmm. It really is weird. Um, so uh, that's that was a big decision. Yeah. We also had the, the gun decision. Um, New York has been pretty fascinating on this because they have it was there. It was a case about New York. 
the the ruling quite clearly said you can't just name like the island of Manhattan as a, a, a protected zone where you can't carry weapons. And then they just passed a new law that basically did that. They anywhere you, there is air to breathe or uh, you know <laughs> light to be seen, you can't carry a firearm. I mean, right. this is definitely going to get overturned, I think, in the yes. courts. What what is your view of this? And, and and this is another big cultural issue. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously uh, I think. Uh, manipulation of the court system. Look, the governor of New York knows that this is not constitutional. She knows that it's going to get overturned, but she also knows that it's going to spend years, presumably tied up in the court system, where she will be able to prevent law-abiding citizens from owning guns, from protecting themselves. And I guess that's like the cool thing to do when you're in New York is just say, you know what, law-abiding citizens, you're not allowed to protect yourselves. We'll just allow all of the criminals here in New York, which, by the way, are a lot of criminals. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll just allow the criminals to own all of the weapons, not you. You can't use them anywhere you would go, you know, reasonably. Mm -hmm. So and reviewing the social media accounts, I mean, it's the links that they've gone to is bonkers crazy. They know it's not constitutional. They just they just do it anyway. And why wouldn't they? Honestly, because for so long they've gotten away with that. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they push it. And it also gives them an opportunity to blame the court. Right. Like, we didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, that's the court's fault, not We're ours. We're trying to give common sense gun yeah. reform. The court won't let us. Yeah, that's really, it's really disingenuous. All right, let me go one more thing before we get to the, the big event here, which yeah. is Power Hour coming up tomorrow. Breaking um, news. Because uh, we all need one at this point. <laughs> um, our own Dave Rubin uh, oh. excised off of social media because he reposted a tweet from Jordan Peterson, who has now also been excised off of social media uh, because, I guess, Ellen Page was a woman and now isn't, and we can't even refer to Ellen Page as formerly a woman anymore. She didn't seem to exist. I don't know why they cast a man in the role of a teenage girl in Juno. (laughs) Why did they do such a thing? Sarah, well, I mean, this does this change? Is, Is Elon Musk the answer here? What happens? You know, it's interesting um, to see Elon Musk. I don't know. At first he was all in and then he kind of seemed to get a little bit nervous and say, hold on, let me see your bot accounts. How many how what what's the percentage of bot accounts here? But then he had the the team meeting with them over Zoom. Right. He had Mm -hmm. a team meeting with with Twitter employees seemingly all in. So I certainly hope that that happens soon because yeah, I think Elon Musk is going to be the answer to this. Um, they obviously don't seem on relenting anytime soon. Uh, I know I went on my Twitter tirade not that long ago mm-hmm. and just was like, I'm just going to test the waters and this may be a horrible mistake, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I did. And somehow I'm still here. Um, <laughs> but I think that was because I did it at just the right time because they allowed some stuff for a little bit and yeah. then they seemed to clamp back down on it again. Yeah. So and Dave is uh, as you point out, Dave has gone from Twitter. He's not the first Blaze uh, host no. to be to be screwed with with Twitter. Daniel Horowitz has gone too. We're looking they're, at like 43% of hosts are on Twitter. They're getting right now. rid of all of us. <laughs> I know. We're going to be obviously all erased eventually. I'm it's shocked just I'm still there. I don't know how you're still there either. <laughs> I want you banned. That's how bad you are. And they still let you on. It's amazing. How dare you. Uh, um, can I run by one conspiracy theory? Yeah. Please. For a oh, me? Please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is great. I really believe Ellen Page. Yeah, this is I don't know if I really believe it, but it's a theory. I'm all in already. Ellen Page, right, (laughs) is a normal liberal actress growing up. She does a bunch of movies that are super crazy, crazy, crazy left. She gets this role. It's a quirky, interesting role. Incredibly well-written movie. Juno. She takes it. She does a great job. She's fantastic in that movie. And 
all of a sudden, she sort of realizes, holy crap, people are taking this as a pro-life movie, which it is. Yeah, okay? it is. And it, it makes an impact on the pro-life side. The pro-life side. Yeah. And she spends the rest of her life paying <laughs> penance for this violation of liberalism that she should have never been absorbed in. She got crazier and crazier and left day after day after day. And all of a sudden, she's a guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this isn't, it's all part of the same story arc. I love this. Okay. <laughs> I love this. I will say, if you're going to the links of, uh, you know, trying to pay penance by mm-hmm. chopping off your boobs, probably right. see a therapist. Yes, please. Yeah. I really do. Th- I'm not saying I advocate this <laughs> right, line of right, thinking. Right, right, right. And I will absolutely not tweet that theory because <laughs> I will be in Dave Rubin, Daniel Horowitz jail in days. We'll be we'll be sharing a cell it's in Blaze Jail. You don't want that. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, there's something about it because she really did seem to get more extreme after that. Yeah. The, 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 the embrace by conservatives on Juno was really a problem for her, yeah, I think. she goes, what have I done? What have I done? Yeah. This terrible thing. Babies might live because of me. Oh, what have I done? They have fingernails already, remember. Which, uh, by the way, I love your mom. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, 62422, available uh, right now on studosmerch.com. The code stu 10 to save 10%. Thank you so much, Sarah. Before you go, though, yes. tomorrow... You're back Mm -hmm. once again for another Power Hour. It's our 500th episode anniversary Power Hour. Why we call it that, I don't (laughs) even know. No, no, no. (laughs) Who is back? Who is back? You're going to get dropped. Dead serious on this episode. (laughs) Chad Prather. He's on the Power Hour. Did that scare you? That scared me. That really did scare me. me. (laughs) Chad. Chad is on. Sarah is on. I think Chad is already in Power Hour. Yeah, Chad's apparently already drunk, which uh, is great. (laughs) Uh, We have Alex Stein this time joining us. Andrew Heaton is joining us. Lisa Page, my wife, is joining us as well. This is going to be a blast. And, you know, we've been calling the designated driver because the first time you were pregnant could not drink. Though I've realized you're actually a terrible designated driver. (sighs) Since you're no longer pregnant, there seems to be a little alcohol intake in the, just a little bit just a, a just tad? ish yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it still counts as as dd it does well i mean if you were gonna add up like who has the highest blood alcohol percentage i would not be that person that's true that is true yeah. that's a really i don't think that's how the law works really but uh hey i'm, an, I'm, I'm gonna not, go with it i'm not on the supreme court <laughs> I, I don't know I'm, I'm no legal expert chad prather uh, coming on uh, as well as uh, i mean alex stein andrew yeah. heaton lisa page Sarah will we Gonzalez. have the chad prather memorial trash can i think so great i think so hopefully he's not filling it this afternoon uh we'll see about that <laughs> sarah gonzalez host of blaze tv's the news and why it matters she's going to be with us on the power hour don't miss it and don't miss the new youtube channel search for sarah gonzalez tx yes. on YouTube. Do not miss that as well. Make sure you subscribe right now. Sarah, thanks so much for coming on the program. Yeah, thanks. Old routines die hard. How about those multiple cups of coffee a day, those sugary energy drinks that you're using to stay alert? What if there was a healthier way to get the sustained energy you need and leave all the caffeine and sugar behind? Well, Great news for you. There is a way. They're called Super Beat Heart Chews. These things are really good, too. They actually taste delicious. Now, I I will tell you this. If I'm at a restaurant and they're like, would you like the beet salad? I say, I'm going to another restaurant. That's kind of the way I think about it. But it, with Super Beet Heart Chews, they actually taste good. And we all know that beets are healthy for you. They can help you gain energy. They have all sorts of great nutrients in them. 
And, you know, you may know me. I talk a lot about things like Taco Bell, so I'm not necessarily the healthiest guy you may know. That's why I probably need them even more than you, but you need them too. Super Beets Heart Chews, they're a plant-based, they're a unique uh, a clinically researched grapeseed extract, promotes heart-healthy energy as well as normal blood pressure. In fact, it's been clinically shown to promote normal blood pressure twice as effectively as a normal, healthy lifestyle alone. Do more for your heart and treat yourself with Super Beet Heart Chews. You can uh, get it right now. Get uh, it, We got... Uh, up to 45% off right now, uh, plus free shipping at superbeats.com slash stew. It's their best offer available anywhere. Take advantage, superbeats.com slash stew for up to 45% off right now, superbeats.com slash stew. Well, it's been quite a, quite a month, hasn't it? A lot of stuff going on. The Supreme Court thing was crazy. We had a crazy, crazy, we called it the craziest SCOTUS session ever. And I think it really was it really. I don't think I ever could have imagined. It. I will say all the time that I've been doing this job, which has been multiple decades now, not in this particular show, but since I started in you know conservative media back in the day on talk radio with Glenn, we've talked about the, you know, the pro-life issue so many times I can't even count them. And every single time the under the undercurrent of that conversation in the back of my head was there's no way they're ever going to overturn Roe versus Wade. And then here we are. It actually happened. Now we can actually have a debate and have real laws and talk about these things in ways that make sense. That's important. And I think the day that that happened is important to commemorate. And that's why we came up with the, this is the uh, 624-22 mug uh, that I uh, like so much. We have shirts and uh, there's stickers, there's hats and everything else. This has been a really popular uh, product since we put it out. And I think the reason for that is it's something that's subtle and simple and just says, well, I think the seriousness it deserves this is a day we should actually remember and recall that not only did I think, you know, there's this really important day to the country because of, gosh, you know, who knows how many lives will be saved because of it. But in addition to that, uh, it, it's, it's something that I think you will connect with other pro-life people about in a, in a way that's not. It's not, it's not, you're not bragging about it, but it is something that you should celebrate and remember. 62422, the stuff is all available at stewdoesmerch.com, stewdoesmerch.com. The code is stew10 if you'd like to save 10%. Or I don't know if they have a code to pay more. If you we could do that too, I guess. You could just, well, just buy as many as you want. How about that? It's stewdoesmerch.com. The code is stew10. Ah, there's been an old phrase that has been passed down from generation to generation. Is it hot enough for you? Especially here in Texas, because it's 109,000 degrees every day. I was in my car yesterday. My little uh, thermometer that tells me the temperature said it was uh, 107 degrees. That's incomprehensible. You better be wearing underwear that keeps you cool where it counts. And that's why you need Tommy John. When you wear Tommy John... You're so much cooler, and that makes everything better. Tommy John uh, underwear is lightweight, breathable, and has four times the stretch of competing brands. They got all the comfort innovations. They keep you looking and feeling cool 
all season long, no matter what you're doing. And this is why Tommy John does not just have, uh, you know, people who uh, pitch for it, who have customers. They have fanatics. I'm one of them. I really do love the Tommy John stuff that I have. Not just the underwear, but also the loungewear is incredibly comfortable. They sold over 17 million pairs because people absolutely love their underwear and loungewear. And there's no risk because you're covered by the Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Celebrate your summer in cooling comfort and shop TommyJohn.com slash Stu right now for 20% off your first order. You can get 20% off right now at TommyJohn.com slash Stu. TommyJohn.com slash Stu. See site for details. What site? TommyJohn.com slash Stu. Well, it's time for another episode of our absolute favorite segment, Biden's newest low. Yes, Joe Biden has hit yet another low. It's hard to imagine that he could go lower than last time we said he had hit his newest low. But here he is again with another low. Uh, We've got a couple of headlines here today. Uh, Let's see. He's now um, Biden is now polling worse than Trump at the same point in his presidency. The New York Magazine points this out. There's a definite silver lining to Biden's current popularity woes reflected in the ostensibly very negative headline at 538. One year in, Biden has the second lowest approval rating of any president. Of course, who was worse at that point? It was Donald Trump. But now the premise of this partly sunny analysis of Biden's relative unpopularity has changed. At this point in 2018, Trump's average job approval rating was 43.2%. Biden's is 38.2%. Five points lower. When Election Day arrived in 2018, Trump's job approval rating was basically unchanged, and his party lost 41 House seats. How many seats are the Democrats going to lose this time? The Republicans can absolutely still screw this up, but this could be a historic, historic wave election. Go to YouTube right now and subscribe to this particular channel. If you're on this channel right now watching on YouTube, click like right now before, you know, I say something that pisses you off. Uh, Let's get some reviews in comments. Um, This one. First, there was the Katanji Brown Jackson song. The song is forever stuck in my subconscious. How Nancy, now it's Nancy Pelosi beach picks. I can't close my eyes and not see it. You say you're sorry. You apparently don't know the meaning of the word. By the way, I love the show. Five stars, whatever. I know. I apologize for all of the horrible things I've done to you over the past three years. Uh, isn't torture verboten? The KBJ song has caused my head to explode multiple times. You will have to answer to my wife for the cleanup. In case you don't know what they're talking about. They're talking about this. Katanji Brown Jackson, she is for real. Never had a justice quite like her. She's a former public defender. Katanji Brown Jackson, she is for real. Uh, sorry for another month of torture in the back of your brain. An algorithmic engagement comment comes in from Mark. That's right. We always engage with the evil algorithm robots. I shouldn't like a show hosted by a French vegetarian New Englander, but I just do. It's, it's, this, it's a lot of people's cross to bear. Uh, Bo writes, the circle of grift. Yes, we brought back the circle of grift yesterday. One of my favorite segments because... It's so predictable. Uh, David says, 1884 pack of PBR will still not be large enough to supply all of you alcoholics at the 500th anniversary Power Hour special, but it's a start. I know, high quality. 
Only the best beer uh, on the Power Hour. By the way, it's coming up tomorrow. Do not miss it. Uh, Chad, uh, Trather, Sarah Gonzalez, Andrew Heaton. Uh, we've got Alex Stein. We've got my wife, Lisa Page, is going to be on as well. going to be a lot of fun. Do not miss it. If you are on uh, the YouTube channel, just click the bell right now, and uh, it, they'll make sure to uh, alert you when it begins. Okay, uh, here's what happened. Let me give you one of these. Uh, there's a guy, uh, a couple people inside a store, and normally that turns out okay. Make, maybe make a purchase, maybe not. A nice little interaction with the person behind the counter, sure. But not when you go to the Goop store. What is the Goop store? Well, it's the store where they sell you a bunch of goop that supposedly helps you with your health, but actually doesn't. But the good thing is it costs 30 to 40 times more than the, all the ingredients combined in whatever you're buying. And there was a little incident because they have, it's, there's a lot of diffusers at Goop. This is Gwyneth Paltrow's company. And they, I guess, put some oil in there. Something bad happened. It sort of exploded and set two men on fire. And this is a sad occurrence because this is like the first time two men have ever been inside of a goop. So now two for two on men catching on fire inside of goop. Now they have the smell of Gwyneth burned into their skin forever. <laughs> <laughs>